Hello, everyone, and welcome to Popcorn Hangover, episode 34. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm Anna. And I'm John. And this is the first episode of December, which is, you know, Christmas time. And in October, we had spooky season. And so for December, we now have jingle season. Woohoo! Jingle bells, jingle bells, <laughs> jingle all the way. Popcorn hangovers, having Christmas episodes every week. Woo! It would have been better if you could have rhymed day in that. But I like, know. <laughs> I give you props for making that, yeah, making that up on the spot. <laughs> it just came to me. I really didn't plan to do that. <laughs> but yes, as the name suggests, we will be having Christmas movies every week of December, um, and we cannot wait to talk about some of our favorite Christmas movies. Although obviously there's so many, we couldn't fit all of them, but it'll be fun. Yeah, it's going to be really fun between just having too many Christmas movies and us not wanting to do all of our favorites the first year of this podcast. We're going to have a nice blend of stuff that we consider classics and maybe some stuff that we don't maybe watch as much. But we're really excited to do this. This was really fun to do in Halloween and it got us to watch kind of a nice range of movies that we set in advance. So I'm excited for the (laughs) same thing and not having to figure out what we're going to watch every week. Yeah, so we'll announce all of the movies um, for each week at the end of the episode. And also you can always find that on social media. And I believe, I don't want to speak out of turn, but I'm like 99% sure that all of the movies are on a streaming service and like specifically (laughs) mainstream ones. I know a lot of them are on Disney plus. So if you have a Disney plus subscription, you're going to get a good uh, workout for that this month. Yeah. But before we get to this week's movie, which is the Santa Claus, we don't have any news for you. Last week was more of the bombshell uh, news with Wonder Woman, but nothing really of note this week, at least nothing coming to mind. Um, so, Anna, before we talk about our movie, what have you been watching or have you been watching anything? Yeah, um, yesterday, or no, two days ago, the day after Thanksgiving was just like a lazy day. Um, and my sister and I ended up watching the Hulu Christmas movie that just came out, Happiest Season, or The Happiest Season, with Kristen Stewart and Daniel Levy. Oh, is that the one where she is a lesbian that goes yes. home to... I, I've been meaning to watch that. I haven't got around to it I yet. I mean, you know, it's it's not a classic. It's not it's not the best movie. You know, it's a, it's a Christmas movie. It's mm-hmm. just like a feel-good... It was an easy movie to watch. I liked it. I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if I'll ever watch it again, but I think it's a good, you know, it's fun to watch these new movies on Christmas. Like, I usually watch a few. Like, we watched Noel last year because that was the big one. Mm-hmm. Disney Plus. And then Christmas Chronicles. Um, I can't wait to watch the Christmas Chronicles, too. I did really enjoy the Christmas Chronicles. So. Yeah, I need to rewatch the first one before I watch the second one because I don't remember a lot of what happened in, like, the back half of the movie. But I am excited to watch that this year. And I like that, I mean, we talked about this in some episode, I like that streaming networks are putting out their own Christmas movies. Yeah, it just makes things easier. Like, you don't have to... It doesn't have to be this big budget, you know, big release thing. I think that Christmas holiday movies have been doing this more, you know, they've been releasing holiday movies more and more this way just because... It's cheaper. It's cheaper. And I just think it's, yeah, it makes it easier for people to, 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 what's consume, called, to consume it. it yes. Yeah. Be, because it makes it easier for them co- to consume. I, I haven't done a ton of research into this, but I did find it fascinating while looking up Santa Claus stuff. Holiday movies don't, I mean, they make money and yeah. we'll, we'll go over that, but they don't make as much money as you think. Like mm-hmm. you're not going to really make $500 million on a Christmas movie. There's a cap of about 250, $300 million. Like if everything breaks right. So it makes sense to push these to streaming services. You can make a movie for like 20 million bucks. Plus, and... then you can watch it. You know, you don't have to go to the movies to go watch a Christmas movie yeah. that comes out. You can just watch it at home with your family, co- yeah. cozied up by the fire. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And because these things have such a, it, it sounds weird, they have such a short shelf life. Like, you can only, you, people only really watch Christmas movies one month yeah. out of the year. I think the only Christmas movie that I watch, like, in other times of the year is Love Actually. Yeah. And that's like a Christmas movie second. Yeah. Rom com first. Yeah. So, um, well, that's cool that you watched that. Was that like the only real big thing, or? 
Did you watch any shows or anything like that? No, I mean, we watched The Mandalorian today. Yeah. A bit, big drop happening in this episode if you haven't seen it yet. They just freaking just drop the mic and just leave it there. Basically, yeah. I thought that I think it might have been the best episode of the season for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think it's kind of moving the story forward, which we weren't getting much of that the first Correct. couple episodes. But other than that, I don't think... I mean, I've just re... You know, my we watched music and lyrics and just some like mm-hmm. easy movies to watch and stuff, so... I didn't really watch anything this week either. I've been like reading a lot and college basketball is back. So I yeah, watched, that too. I watched we, we a watched lot of college, so much basketball. college basketball. I watched a lot of it. Yeah. Yesterday too. I was watching two days ago. I was watching some. Yeah. Um, which is nice that there's, a, you know, something else that we both want to watch on TV. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm so excited for college basketball to be back. I love watching it. Yes. But Let's pivot to something that has nothing to do with college basketball yes. and is definitely not a new Christmas movie, and that is The Santa Claus. So I don't even remember how we picked this to be our first one. I don't I don't remember, like, what... I mean, we were, like, making our list, and we were both saying, like, how this is one of our... I mean, I think we feel the same way. This is one of my favorite Christmas movies yeah. ever since I was a kid. I love this movie, and... I think that we were just both saying that. And so we're like, this is a great one to kick it off. Plus, we're kicking it off with a Santa movie. Because not all Christmas movies obviously deal with Santa. So mm-hmm. you got to kick it off right. You got to just start with the big man himself. It's definitely one of the easiest Christmas movies to watch. It's helped by the fact it's short, which mm-hmm. is always like a positive. It's short, simple, sweet. Yeah. And it is a kid's movie. Very distinct. Family, family fa- movie. Yeah, family movie. It's a family movie. Um, But yeah, I there's not much I can say about it that Anna hasn't said already and that we probably won't get to. So how about I do the synopsis? Yes, and I then... want to hear about the money made from this movie. So The Santa Claus is a 1994 holiday comedy movie starring Tim Allen as Scott Calvin, a man who assumes the identity of Santa Claus after the original Santa falls off Scott's roof and dies. It has become a Christmas classic despite mixed reviews on release and is the first film in a trio of movies that have all been financially successful. The series as a whole has made, I think, $550 million, which is pretty good for Christmas movies. This movie had a $22 million budget and grossed $189 million, um, so extremely financially successful. Tim Allen, I believe, was like the only real actor who cost anything in this Plus, this was his first uh, debut in two movies. Yeah, because he was a TV actor before yeah, that. He was pri- primarily like an ABC like yeah, he was sit- in, sitcom. He was uh, Home, Home Improvement. Improvement. Yeah. yeah. And it has a 71 critic score and a 65 audience score. But like I said, its reputation has kind of grown in the fact that it's now like considered a classic Christmas movie, even yeah. though... People, it's very mixed. But wasn't it, like, a huge success, like, for, for a family movie in 1994? Like, it wasn't one of, like, the bigger movies of that year? I believe... Or, like, for a, for a holiday for, film, like, for a holiday, it really yeah. did make a lot of money. Yeah. It was, like, the number one movie for a couple weeks. For domestic box office, because for some reason Box Office Mojo doesn't have worldwide, it was the fourth highest domestic movie of the year behind The Lion King, Forrest Gump, and True Lies, and just ahead of the Flintstones. Damn. But it made, so it made $132 million in the U.S. That's, like, more than 75% of their total gross. So it was pretty much, like, the U.S. is the only place that really watched this. But, yeah, so it was really successful, especially for a holiday movie. It probably came out in, like, mid-November, and then... It came out the first week of November. Yeah, so... I I just saw saw that while I was looking up stuff about it. (laughs) So yeah, it, it was a really successful movie. I'm sure it was the number one movie in the world because those other movies came out in the summer. So I'm no, sure they didn't. They all released November. The Lion King? Oh no, sorry. I thought you meant the other like the sequels. I was like, why would they be released in the summer? No, I'm saying for 1994. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, but let's get into it. I'm sure most people have seen this movie. If you hadn't, I'd, if you haven't, I'd be honestly really shocked because especially if you're our age. I mean, obviously this the the original came out before we were born mm-hmm. but then the sequels came out when we were kids yeah. and so they were huge like it, i think it even the second one really started a resurgence like of the santa claus i honestly think i might have seen the second one before i saw the first one. Oh, i mean this there's always like was good, like on our good, docket yeah but there's a good chance that because of when that came out in like 2002 mm-hmm. that i have like a conscious memory of two before one because i was like oh. six I remember two. I mean, we'll get to that. Yeah. We'll get to that for sure. I have a lot of things about two that were like huge for me. But this movie was, you know, it's it's such a great concept. It's such a simple 
and um, easy concept and like of how what you know, yeah. answers questions about the Santa about Santa Claus mm-hmm. that like every kid has. And so, I mean, if you haven't seen it, I don't know why, but in this movie, Scott Calvin is a divorced father of Charlie, of Charlie, his son, and he gets to spend Christmas Eve with him. They don't have a really great relationship. It seems like he doesn't, you know, he's a hot shot businessman and like he doesn't really like make time to understand Charlie. That night, they he, he hears something on his roof. He goes outside and accidentally you know, scares Santa Claus who falls off the roof, dies, presumably, yeah. is what we think. And um, in his pocket is the Santa Claus with an E that if you put on the suit, you become Santa. Santa. So he does that. They deliver all the toys that night. They go to Santa's workshop. But then he wakes up the next day at home and just thinks it was all a dream and just can't believe this had happened. Um, In the end, Calvin, you know, Believes in him when he doesn't believe in himself, and he realizes he's Santa, and that happens. A lot of things happen between, but that's basically it, you know? Yeah. It's a year. So, I I kind of want to start with, um, like, his relationship with his son, because I kind of disagree with something that you said. Like, I do think that they have a relationship, and you can tell that he cares about him. It's just that it's so, like... I, it's not that I don't think, like, he's not a bad father or anything. I just think it's, it's kind of showing, like, the whole, like, divorced... Yeah. It's kind of the same thing with, not the same thing with Miss, with Mrs. Doubtfire, because he, he had a really good relationship with his kids. But I think it's more so, like, it just shows, like, that he is somehow disconnected with it. Because yeah. there's all these things where he's like, how come everything I want to do is stupid? Or, like, he, yeah. he says to his mom, do I really have to stay? Yeah, but it's weird because, like, when they're together solo, it seems like they have a good relationship. I don't know. That's after Christmas, though. No, but even before, like, when they go to Denny's and stuff, it seems... He does not want to be at Denny's. Well, yeah, but he also doesn't want to eat his dad's burnt turkey, which actually, that's where I want to start. Who is eating turkey on Christmas? Is this a thing that I don't know about? Uh, We eat ham, so I don't know. Yeah, my family eats ham. We eat lamb sometimes. But, like, who... It seems like everyone in this world eats turkeys on Christmas in the world of this movie. And I'm just... I'm in disbelief that people cook turkey... Two times yeah, a year. Yeah, not once, but twice. Twice in a month, you're cooking a big turkey and putting out, like, the same dinner? That's weird. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't think I am. Well, we can agree to disagree on their relationship. Obviously, yeah. it gets better, and he becomes a better... I mean, I think the thing is, the, the whole point is that him becoming Santa makes him a better person and a better father to Charlie. He's not selfish. Yeah. He's not, you know, doesn't want Charlie off himself. I mean, we can talk about that more later. No. But I guess, like... I have a big question about Santa and Scott and all this. So, like, yeah, he does change as he becomes Santa and, like, becomes a more caring father and just seems, like, more observant. And, like, once he embraces it and stops being reluctant, he just seems like a better person. Yeah. Is that Scott changing or is that, like the soul of Santa, like, just taking over him, and he's no longer Scott. Like, that's obviously not what's happening, because it's a family movie, but I I think the most interesting thing with this movie has to do with the, the notion of Scott becoming Santa. Yeah, yeah. Because it raises so many questions, like, is Santa, like, a spirit? Is Santa just the person embracing it and it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy like what is santa see okay so i think he's not like getting yes the soul like i think he's embodying the soul i don't think the soul is like coming into him he's not like scott calvin anymore yeah but i think it's more so about the whole like cookie cutter like movie things like the christmas spirit and the spirit of giving and love and you know that's how you have christmas i think that's what they're saying is like he's becoming a better person because of the spirit of christmas and because children they keep saying like children's imagination like you know it's all about children but okay so i get that but then like there's other things that we see clearly change, like his dietary preferences. Okay, yes, we know. Yes, that, okay. So if we're, that's what I want to start with. But if we're going to go into, <laughs> yes, let's get into the fact that he puts on this suit. They say he has 11 months to get his affairs in order, and he has to be back by Thanksgiving. Yes. And he does not believe it. But in these 11 months, he has, I mean, obviously he's magic. So he has a beard 
Yeah. And his hair grows and looks like Santa, and every time he shaves it, it comes back mm-hmm. within days, and then and then within, then within an instant, and then within an instant, and then he also gains like eighty pounds. More, more than that, the yeah. first weight gain it was forty five pounds, pounds in a week. I he probably gains like a hundred. 150 pounds so and then all these other things like his heartbeat sounds like jingle bells and um, i forgot about that until he put the stethoscope up to him that's one of the funnier parts of this movie (laughs) and then he also knows if people have been bad or good like naughty or nice yeah uh so i think you know it's just it's like his powers are coming to play and he's becoming more and more like He's going to look like Santa, but he doesn't fully become Santa until he embraces it and believes. Yeah. And I think that is the biggest concept of this movie that's always stuck with me is seeing, seeing isn't believing, believing is seeing. Like, mm-hmm. I still think about that. That really. Yeah. Take it to the heart. <laughs> Judy. It, well, Judy and then uh, Charlie says the same thing, right? Yeah. To, to uh, oh man, his stepdad's name, who's just. Neil. Neil, thank you. It was floating over my head. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's one of the more, I think that's one of the more important lessons from this movie, in Yeah, a way. it's not about, I mean, that's, and that's kind of what they try to say in all these Christmas movies with Santa, that you just have to believe, like, and, yeah. you know, especially the Polar Express, like, that's all mm-hmm. about, like, belief, and they do a really good job in this movie, too, you know, about, with the believing, and, you know, what, what's the spirit of Christmas and stuff. Mm-hmm. But also, I like I said to you during this, they do such a great job answering questions that every kid has about how does Santa do this? How does Santa do this? From going in the chimney, because not everyone has a chimney. Yeah. And how does he get... I remember I think my parents said he... Because I didn't have a fireplace in my first house. Mm -hmm. So I think we asked that, and my parents just said he came through the door. Yeah. You don't have... You never had a fireplace either. No, we've never had one. Um, But I don't remember even asking that as a kid. I don't think it it dawned on me. (laughs) You're like, it just happened. It just... Yeah. But, you know, I really love the way that they do the, you know, debunking all these things for kids by showing instead of telling. Like, early in the movie, Charlie asks Scott the questions, and Scott comes up with, you know, your typical parent answers and stuff. But then when they actually show it, it's cool, because if you're a kid watching this, you're like, oh my god, like, that makes sense, because he's magic. And instead of just saying, well, he's magic, he can do whatever, and they treat the kids watching it, you know with some respect to say, okay, like here, like this is something that's plausible. Yeah. I mean like the imagination, I think that's another thing they harp on is like, you know, a children's imagination, like wanting to be, yeah, you know, wanting to believe in Santa Claus because you, you know, you want to believe in this is fine and it's okay. And I honestly do think that this film series is the reason why I believe in Santa Claus so long. Yeah. It's, I would love to know if this is anybody else's experience because I believed in Santa Claus until like sixth grade because of these movies. Yeah, I was going to say... Specifically. <laughs> I, I don't know if it was because of this movie specifically or these, but, you know, I think like fourth or fifth grade is when I like s- stopped, but it wasn't, I mean, it was never a thing that, like, I wasn't one of those kids who would go to school and be like, Santa's not real, no. you know, all this. I think preserving that magic for kids who are younger is something at the end of the day like is it stupid sure but it's something that it doesn't hurt anybody and i think that it's a good thing for kids to believe in something like this because you know there is something that feels magical about the holidays as a kid and you carry that through your whole life because of stuff like this yeah and i think it's you know it's good and i like that this movie exists to explain away some of these things because i can't really think of other movies that try to do the same thing I mean... At least live action. Animated, sure. But, like, live like, action movies don't really... In Elf a bit, but Elf is, like, more more for adults. I mean, it's for kids, too. It was kind of, like, a, an all... I'd say, like, that's the most family, family movie. Well, I think... I mean, like, they do it, too, in... I don't know. But I know for that. But, yes, this one definitely sets out to be the thing that, like, that defines, you know all of the ways that yeah. that Santa defies, like, the laws of man, I don't know, the world, um, and also tries to reimagine the North Pole and yeah. what it's like. The North Pole is really cool. Yeah. And in the sequels, they expand on it way more. This one is just kind of a little taste, mm-hmm. but the North Pole is really cool, and how they talk about elves, 
I guess I don't really have outside of movies any 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 thoughts on elves. Like I just <laughs> I never really thought of them as like you know they're twelve hundred years old or they're or they're just kids or what it is. I didn't have any of those, but movies are what kind of have fleshed that out. And I honestly think that this movie is responsible for a lot of subsequent portrayals of elves. Like, I think Elf took a lot of what elves are from this movie. But they're not young in that. They're not young, but, like, how they're really, like, old. Or, like, they've, they're these, like, super the long-living but the elves in the elves in Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer aren't old. They're like, all different ages. Yeah, that's true. Remember the dentist? I can't remember his name. I think that, yes, they do, but they do try to reimagine, like, to make them, like, they're all kids. They're yeah. not little people, and they're not, you know, they don't yeah, look they're different. Just, they're they just, just kids like, that don't age, they just, really. Yeah, they're kids with pointy ears. Yeah. And I think the other thing with this movie that was great is, like, the just great humor of everything. Like, some of, like, the sarcasm and yeah. the... You know, Tim Allen really shines, like, in this way. It's a very, it's a very Tim Allen movie, and I'm not, I'm not sure that another actor from that era would have been as good for this part as him because it's just it's so tim allen yeah i mean it's like exact what do you think of when you think of tim allen besides buzz Lightyear? like for live action this is the first thing i think of of. yeah i mean you're going to because he he defined it plus like i just think he makes one of the best santa claus like when i imagine santa claus that's who i imagine but i think that's also because like childhood and watching these movies but he he like made like an everyman Santa Claus. He was yeah. like a person. He's not like Santa Claus isn't perfect, but also yeah. Santa Claus is a you know a good person that grows. I think too you could make a case like they could have made this movie a different way, where the message ends up being that anyone can be Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's not how they went, but I think that this movie could have very easily shifted that way and still been a good yeah. And the thing is, I like too. They don't take themselves too seriously. No. They don't try to make this a whole like over, you know, a lot of these like Noel and the Christmas, like there's all these Christmas movies that are coming out and it's all about like this overarching, like the spirit of Christmas. Like, yeah. also, and yes, it has that, but it's such a simple, such a simple way of doing it. And they don't even take, they don't even try to like say that in this movie. They're just like, this is how the Santa, this is the Santa Claus. This is what makes Santa yeah. live for. He doesn't live forever. No, he just, you know, there's new Santas. Santas change over. And I, so I don't think they were ever trying to, like, say something like that. Yeah. You can, you can find that. But I think that's great. It's just a Christmas movie. Yeah. You don't need you, to... You know, you just said something that I... I while it's on my mind, I want to bring it up. Sorry if it derails no, things. Okay. But what I found, and I have found very surprising the more... The, the older I've gotten, the more I watch this movie, is that when, when Scott shows up at the North Pole, when he's the new Santa... The lack of surprise on Bernard's, the, the head elf, I think he's the head elf. He's never really defined as that. But the lack he's the of, tallest elf. The lack of surprise when he's like, oh, Santa's dead, you're the new Santa. This makes it seem like this has happened before. Like, Scott's oh, yeah. not, Scott is not the second Santa. Scott might be, like, the 40th Santa. We have no idea. No, they have the Hall of Santas in the third yeah. movie, remember? Oh, it, yeah, but in this one, they don't have that yet. Yeah. But it's still, like, you have to think this this happens a lot. <laughs> where it's just like well i just want to know did he actually die or is like again like we were talking about is he magic and like he just goes back to so, being a regular person i don't know what happened my, to mrs claus that's that's my biggest questions like or, or series of questions but really into this movie is like what is santa because it's it seems like it's just this like malevolent spirit that just takes over a body and then decides like okay it's a new person's time or like are the people who become santa are they selected because maybe they don't believe in christmas so like that santa was always gonna die on scott's roof <laughs> you're really <laughs> having an existential crisis about this not really i'm just it's it's fascinating like I sh- we need answers <laughs> but like their their view the movie makers view on what santa is is just fascinating because unless there's other you know fairy tales or traditions it draws on that i don't know of Santa in most depictions is just one guy. Mm-hmm. It's not, you know, it's not a a guy who like passes the role on to his son. He's like this immortal being. And here's the thing. He's like, yeah, you know how at the end Charlie's like, I'm gonna go into the family business, and we're like, so like, are you gonna kill your? Da- are you gonna kill your dad? Like, and like <laughs> so confused. And like, I don't want to overanalyze, and I'm asking these questions just because I'm generally curious. No, yeah. I mean, the other thing is, is this how it works for all magical beings? Because in the second movie, they the show... The Tooth Fairy. They show the Tooth Fairy. They show 
Mother Nature. They yeah. show, like, all of these other magical beings. And so, like, does that happen? Like, with the, the Easter Bunny is literally a bunny. So, like, if someone catches the Easter Bunny, does he, like, faint and then you, like, become the you Easter become Bunny? You become the bunny? I, I don't know. It's... What if you have a whole family? What if you, you know, there's all these things. What if you're, I don't know, a child that does it? I bet with how much 90s nostalgia is going on that we are going to get a spin-off movie about one of the magical creatures. It's going to go direct to Disney Plus because it'll probably be ass. But, like, we're going to get a spin-off. About the Tooth Fairy? Or, like, the, yeah, any any of them. Because you can totally see that happening. Yeah. Be some low-budget garbage, but... <laughs> Like, I'm, I'm honestly talking this out. I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet, where it's, like, in the universe of the Santa Claus, we I bring mean, you the Tooth like, Fairy. I think the third one didn't do as Oh, the great. third, the third the one third was one, bad. the third one, they were trying so hard about this whole thing about, like, capitalizing on Christmas, and, like, ugh, it was just, it got to a point, it was, like, really preachy, and I was annoyed. It, it was, Plus, like, yeah, it was very capitalism is bad. Yeah, like, I don't really have a problem with Martin Short. Like, it was fine. I think he overdid it a bit as Jack Frost, but I think that he was instructed to do so, probably. Yeah, I I think that's just kind of who Martin Short is. I'm not, like, I don't dislike him, but yeah. I, I, there are very few movies he shows up and I'm like, oh yeah, it's Martin Short. Oh, I'm, I'm really into it. Yeah. So, but yeah, this, this series, you know, it's kind of unfortunate, but also kind of fortunate that it kind of petered out the way that it did. So it, we didn't ha- keep getting movies where it's like the Santa Claus 7, you know, <laughs> Like, it's a good thing that this series kind of just fizzled fizzled out. Yeah, I mean, the second one, the thing is, the second one makes so much sense, and I don't know, do you have anything else you want to talk about with this movie, or can we talk about, like, the series as a whole now, since we already kind of... So, this franchise, I think, like, the second one, it's crazy to me how much, like, how well the second one did, because to ha- sequels don't usually... Correct. Like, aren't really Hol- usually Holiday sequels. And holiday sequels, I mean... What holiday sequel can you think of? There is no other, besides, like, Home Alone. Home Alone 2, some people think is better than Home Alone 1. I love Home Alone 2. That's one lost in New York, right? Yeah. That one's better, in my opinion. Um, I don't love it. I, I like no, it. No, I should I, say I, I love it. I know. You, not, you're like, not a big... big... But, but, you know, you're right. Really? Like... Like, ho- in a sequel about Santa Claus. Also, like, holiday movies are kind of in this weird, sacred space, and I think it's good to talk about this, too, where, like... It's not just sequels don't do well, it's remakes don't do well either. Like, if you are the definitive holiday movie, there is nothing that can be done. Yeah, to... besides, like, The Miracle on 34th Street. Like, that was the only but one I that did the, pretty... But I thought the original people really liked, because I it's think... It's still, like, the classic, but people did like the 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 second one. Yeah. The remake. But I know that, like, a lot of people don't like the live-action Grinch, and they don't like the Benedict Cumberbatch one either, because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, you should you know leave things holiday movies just weird because if you if you do it right your movie's gonna be a legend forever but there's so many that just aren't good no um and so we can tie this back into sequels so let's talk about the sequels because yeah one is really good and one is not so the second one came out in 2002 and i absolutely was obsessed with this movie did you see that one in theaters i don't remember I think I did. I, I want to say that I saw it in a theater. Like, I have some weird memory yes. of this, but... But I'm pretty sure... So, 2002, how old would we have been? Six. Six. I feel like I was older. I must have been obsessed with this movie. I, like, later? Later. We, which is weird. Okay, I must have... We must have watched this movie plus, like, a lot over in the Christmas season. Because I was definitely in my new house. And one year for Christmas, I wanted a Chet doll. Like, a Chet... <laughs> like stuffed animal i don't it was like so specific too i was like i really need santa to give me this like and then i got upset when i didn't get this stuffed animal when i was like eight like a weirdo what? i don't know i was i asked for it for christmas and i like kept saying i was such like i don't know i was so obsessed with chet so dumb it was so dumb and then i really i cr- i literally cried on christmas when i didn't get chet Oh, you didn't... Was that your, your weenie whistle? That was my weenie whistle. But that that second movie, I don't know. I was enamored by it for Christmas. I loved it. It really affected me. And, like, they're, you know, they're... It's even, like, it builds upon the, you know, the magic of it. Yeah. There are some... The character additions that they have from the elder elf. 
Yeah. Which is, what's his name? Uh, C, isn't it over the C? Oh my God. I looked this up when we were yeah. watching the movie. Uh, and then also his knee, his, 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 his stepdaughter. I don't know. It's not really like, they call him Uncle Scott, but it's not like his. Yeah. It's, it's Spencer Breslin. Curtis. Yes. Yeah, so, so, Curtis so the, the addition of Curtis, Curtis was hilarious. That was like some of my favorite parts as a kid. And the, like the, the whole point that he has to have a missus. But mm-hmm. pro- my thing is he's been doing it for eight years and then they need him to find a missus. Like it doesn't yeah. matter before then. It, and they keep the entire cast. Yeah. The, like, no, which is, no. Which is really impressive considering how many of them were child actors. And, you know, eight years for child actors, that's, that's a lifetime. Like Be- Charlie is still, I, I could not believe that Charlie was. The same actor. Yeah. I yeah, mean, it's he, wild. he's not the greatest actor, but it works because you he's, know it's Charlie. He's fine until he has to cry, and we talked about that <laughs> when we were watching the movie. Like, he does a pretty good job most of the movie, and then he tries to fake cry, and you're like, oh well, my god, When he's a god, teenager, so he's not bad. a great... When he, like, gets yeah. mad, he, yeah, yeah, he's not true. good at emotions, because he was, like, when he got mad at his dad, like, for dating the principal, he's like, where did you... Like, he just looks... He's just not very good at anger. Or sadness. But, you know, it's great that he stayed. The other, the the girl who plays his sister, his half-sister, mm-hmm. she's actually way better. And she was a Disney star, like a big Disney yeah. at that time. Well, most of them were Disney stars because this was a Disney franchise. Yeah, they, so. they did have a lot of Disney yeah, they kids them. come in for that second one, not the first one. Yeah. Um, And then... So, yes, I loved the second one. I honestly, like, I don't think one's better than the, I don't think it's better than the, than the first, but I would say it's pretty on par for me. Like, you know, same. I think I like the first one a bit better, but I think part of it is that just, it's the first time seeing it. Oh, and, yeah. Um, You know, the second one, it feels a little less magical, but, you know, I think that it's pretty close. Yes. Definitely, I would say that the first two feel like they're in entirely different movie franchises than the third one. <laughs> so the third one came out in 2008? So the th- oh, wait, the third one came out in 2006. So I was close. Okay. So actually, sorry, it came out in 2006, um, mm-hmm. the third Santa Claus. And this like this one, like we said, stars Jack Frost, uh, stars Martin Short as Jack Frost. And I think that the third one... So I don't remember the exact plot elements of it, but I do remember thinking when I first watched it that it went off the rails because the first two feel for his, they feel like very grounded for movies that are about Mm -hmm. magic. The third one just takes it up to a notch where you're like, you, you've gone past the point of absurdity for a franchise that really doesn't do absurd. Yeah. And it just feels like a completely different movie. Well, and some of it, like, doesn't make sense. Like, so he goes back in time. He never becomes Santa Claus. Yeah. And then he, like, it's, it's, they basically do It's a Wonderful Life. Basically, yeah. But, like, in overdrive. And it's just so much. It's just, it's too much. And unfortunately, that was a very, like, early 2000s thing that if you have something that makes money... You, you just, just keep you, doing it. You keep doing it, and you have to go above and beyond. You have to make it more ridiculous. And movies still why do that did, today. Why did so many, so many third movies of fr- family franchises did the whole It's Wonderful Life thing? Because it no also idea. happened in Shrek the Third. I have no idea. <laughs> Isn't that I- weird? I have no idea, and I also don't have any idea. Maybe someone's written about it. I don't know. But why is the third movie where franchises go off the rails always like it if you make it past the third movie usually like you're okay or you just make enough money and are dumb enough that people just don't care <laughs> but you're right like shrek the third is the same way like i think shrek one and shrek two are awesome shrek the third i'm just like nah i'm, I'm good um santa claus three no i'm good like it, it, it's just the, it's this weird i can't remember the last time i watched the Santa Claus 3. Like, maybe it's, like, I'm, been on I'm gonna cable. watch it this year. <laughs> you have to now. You have to watch all three now. Also, a legendarily bad Christmas movie, Home Alone 3, where they replace the entire cast. Oh, yeah. It is terrible, but that's... Maybe maybe it's just family movies in the third. I don't know. Yeah, the the third one, I don't know if you had anything else in it, but it just feels like it really gets off the rails, and it's... Yeah, no, and it's, like, real... It's just too much. It's just... I mean, if you look at the Rotten Tomatoes scores for each one, it goes from a 71 
to, to like, like a, a 50 something and then a 17 yeah like it just goes and and it's a very deserving 17 it's bad yeah it's it's, it's very bad. not great not great and that image like i can picture martin short and the makeup that he has on in that movie and that like light blue white suit that he has yeah. on it is burned in my brain <laughs> forever <laughs> um, really gave you a bad rep for martin short i really can't think of other movies that he's in can you i can you name another martin short movie off the top of your head without no, looking it up no but because he's more of a like he's more of a stand-up and uh you know sketch comedy person that's what i know him more oh for. no he's in um sorry I know what he's in. He's in Wreck-It Ralph. I didn't have to look that up. I just saw a picture of him and I remembered that he is the bad guy in Wreck-It Ralph. I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, he's the uh, the racer guy. Yeah. But like that doesn't really count because that's um, that's not live action. So. He's also in Father of the Bride. Mm-hmm. Two. He's in. He's also with Tim Allen in Jungle to Jungle. That's so weird. Interesting. He's in a lot. Collaborative partners or something. Yeah, but that's that's the series as a whole it go, gets off to a strong start they get two really successful christmas movies out of it and a third one that's okay so by by most movie franchise standards that's pretty successful to make even one successful christmas movie is pretty impressive so i think overall we really like the series is that safe to say yes i love this series will you be watching either of the sequels this year well, we have a lot of Christmas movies on the docket, and there's also, like, the ones I watch every year, you know, which is, like, I watch Elf. I've tried to make a point to watch Elf. I always watch Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I love that stop-motion film. Did you know that last year is the first year since it came out that I did not watch Elf? I just didn't watch it last year. Wow. Which is weird, because I honestly think it might be my favorite Christmas movie, as basic of a person as that makes me. <laughs> I think that it's just, like almost perfect yeah um but yeah it was weird but I, I think i'm gonna try and watch the second one and maybe the third if i can like bring myself up to it just to think like okay is this as bad as i remember it or maybe is it am i giving it too much uh you being too harsh yeah am i being too harsh <laughs> on it so let's get around to our ratings unless do you have any big questions on the movie no yeah i i really don't we already either. asked all the existential questions <laughs> so what would you rate the santa claus i would give it a 83 no joke the number in my head the whole time was 82 i think that it's it's good i holiday movies too for me are kind of like on a curve where i think they get a few extra points yeah because it's a holiday movie yeah you know like i'm not like i'm not saying this is as good as other things i've rated as 80 yeah but yeah it's like a it's it's, they're they're operating on their own same with halloween movies like it's just exactly like i view i view this in a similar light to like i think this is much better than hocus pocus but i view them as the same type of movie yeah this is the the acting in this is way better (laughs) um no it's a great i think it's a great movie it's a christmas classic you know one of the besides like elf and besides elf like this is one of the like Christmas classics to come out of like the nineties and two thousands. Like there's not yeah. many other that are like, you know, you can consider them like some people could consider them some of their favorite Christmas movies, but I don't yeah. know if like in the classics, like it's a yeah. must watch. Correct. And I think I want to add an additional thing for our um, jingle season movies. Um, in addition to our rating, I just want us both to say like, do you think you should watch it this holiday season? You should. So just yes or no. Yeah. I think I also think everyone yes. should watch this movie. And I think there will be movies on our, rotation which we'll announce at the end of the episode that won't get a yes from both of us (laughs) yeah so keep that in mind all right yes we both feel very strongly we feel strong positive feelings about this movie maybe not others on the list none i don't think any of our lists are like we don't we don't hate them per se but we don't feel as strongly about them all right so why don't we move along to our top five that for this week and this week i thought since you know, we're doing the Santa Claus. It's all about Santa. And a big part of Christmas is Santa. Why don't we do our top five movie Santas? Which this was kind of hard. This was pretty hard, actually. Because there are a lot of movies about Santa, but like, or there's Santa's not a involved. Lot of, there's not a lot of memorable movie Santas, though. Yeah, and it's not like, you know, a lot of movies have Santa in them. But there's very few that, like, focus on Santa as a character. And, like, the fact that, like, he, like, you know, he is a character. Mm-hmm. Like, a lot of them, like, he's pretty boring or, like, pretty, you know, you know, bland. Yeah, he's not a main character. Yeah, he's in just most, a flat character. He's just a 
he's just a jolly red old man who yeah. goes ho 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 and doesn't really contribute at all. But I do think that this is a good exercise because it kind of like made me think of like, okay, why do I like this Santa versus this Santa? Yeah. And um, like, you know, I guess it shows what you want in Santa. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. So do you have any uh, honorable mentions? I don't have any <laughs> honorable mentions. Getting to five was hard. <laughs> I do have an honorable mention. Okay. Um, I'm going to do, have you ever seen the movie The Rise of the Guardians? No, I haven't, but every list I looked up said that that Santa's really good. Okay, so I, my brother, this is more of like a, it, it came out. 2012. Yeah, so my brother was pretty young and like, it was definitely like a, it's definitely like a boy, like up your alley in that way, because basically all the mythical holiday beings create Santa forms in like an Avengers style like team so that they can stop, um... It's, I don't know if it's called darkness or something like that. Mm-hmm. So it's basically what happened like with the Black Plague and stuff and like yeah. what made the Dark Ages. Mm-hmm. So it's darkness, I think. Mm-hmm. And this Santa is so cool. He has, I think he has, I think it says na- naughty and nice are on his like, oh, are those the tattoos, tattoos on his arm. Okay, I've seen, I haven't seen the movie, but I've seen the image. It looks cool yes. as hell. And he's like, he's a badass Santa and he speaks with a German accent Okay, and he's really cool. So I really liked, I thought it's a cute movie. It's a cute concept for sure. I'm going to, I want to watch it. I want to watch some more Christmas and movies Jack I haven't Frost seen. Jack Frost in this is a good guy. Interesting. Yeah, better, Jack, way better Jack Frost. Oh, I hate Jack Frost. I. This will make you have different views about Jack <laughs> Frost. No, no, I'm saying I hate Jack Frost, the movies. Oh, yes. Okay, so I'm going to do my number five since I don't have any honorable mentions. And my number five, kind of an outside-the-box pick, it is The Grinch. And it is, you might be saying, John. Which Grinch? The original Grinch? How, uh, I, I think. live I action, think, like Jim Carrey think, Grinch? I think the original Grinch. Okay. Um, because there's no weird, like, baby Grinch and backstory and stuff. But I think that you see. There's no weird baby Grinch. Like, you might be coming in saying, hey, John. Didn't he steal all their gifts? Yes, but he gave them all back, and he... His heart grew and grew. And I think that he was, like, a good Santa at the end of the day. And, yeah, that's all that I really have to say about it. That's a good one. Mine is funny that yours was Grinch for your number five. My number five is Jack Skellington. Okay, that another outside-the-box one. Sandy Claus. Yeah, Sandy Claus. So, I think that movie is so good i think i do watch it more so with halloween i, I clump it more in halloween than i so, do in christmas i didn't watch it this year for halloween but i think i'm gonna watch it for christmas it's a beautiful movie oh my gosh, so great it is um tim burton's best in my yeah. opinion but he is you know he just wants to understand christmas and he 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 loves the joy of christmas and mm-hmm. i think like embodies that of like someone who doesn't understand it seeing how great christmas is and that you give gifts so and he has a very valiant effort of trying mm-hmm. to be sandy claus yeah yeah and i think that we both seem to like effort out of our santas <laughs> is is this wrong to say yeah. yeah um okay moving on to number 4 my number 4 is another bad guy uh it is the Billy Bob Thornton Santa from Bad Santa. I've he, never seen that. He actually. is a mall Santa. He is an alcoholic. He is a scumbag. But it is like the best R-rated Santa. It is so funny, and it's just he's just like a terrible person. But I'll it, definitely have to watch that. This we'll you, watch this. You we'll you like it. it? It's it's very funny. It's very okay. raunchy, and it's just like this portrayal of like what if. I mean, I mean, he's a mall Santa, but, like, what if Santa just was not a likable person? That's what this is. Oh, yeah. I like that, those concepts. Yes. Um, my number four is Kurt Russell's Santa from The Christmas Chronicles. Mm-hmm. Um, the movie, like, I really did like that movie. It's not, a, like, in my opinion, a, the one of the greatest Christmas movies. Pretty bland in general. So, you know, it's pretty, yeah, it's, like, it's generic. It's a pretty, like, A and B story, but Kurt Russell's uh, rock and roll, basically Santa yeah. was great. He was perfect. Like, I think he made the movie his character. Mm-hmm. He wears a leather, a red leather jacket. Yeah, and he really just made Santa fun. I think he's like the only memorable character from that movie. Oh yeah, so I don't remember not else. just not just making it his own movie. Like he literally is the person who made that movie because <laughs> everyone else is very forgettable. Oh yeah, but he, I really liked like his take on Santa, and he yeah. really rocked it. Yeah, yeah, so. pun intended. Mm-hmm. My number three Santa is the portrayal that Ed Asner does in Elf. That's my number three. He is just such a good 
and like warm-hearted person and he's not in the movie for that much but yeah but he it's, just, a, it's a good he's a good santa yeah he he just gives such good advice he's like you're gonna see that places have a sign that this is the best something and it's like it's not <laughs> that's the best advice he gave um don't eat the it's not don't the, eat the yellow snow or and then also the gum if there's gum on like uh, underneath tables it's not free candy yeah it's not free candy it, but it's just, he's just, like, when you think of your your jovial old man, and even he is kind of bitter in parts, which I, I like. I like some character depth to yeah, we Santa. Yeah, we gotta have character depth. Like, he's, he's like, the first, honestly, the first person I think of on-screen Santa. That's who I think of. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. So, number, that, that was both of our number threes. So, now going to my number two. My number two is Scott Calvin, the Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. I think that he everything we said throughout the episode, but just seeing him grow into Santa is so cool because you always just see this fully formed Santa. And yeah, it's just cool to show you like how someone could become Santa. Yeah. I, my number two is Chris Kringle from Santa Claus is coming to town. Um, this is a movie that's literally all about Santa and how yeah. Santa became Santa. Um, and I also just love all of those stop. Like, honestly, those are like such great. It's, it ages so well. It, they're perfect. They're so, like, and I make, we have them on DVD, and I make sure to watch. I mean, I really do like this one. Obviously, in my opinion, the Rudolph Rendell's Reindeer is, like, the best one of those. Hold on. Question. Do you have them all on one DVD that's a collection? Not, or or you own them independently of each no, other? No, we have the collection. They all have different DVDs, but we have the okay, whole collection. So we have one disc that has most of them on it, and it is a Walter E. Smith, like, the furniture <laughs> store like it was a promotional thing from them so it's like the walter e smith like christmas collection christmas Frost, collection it's like, it's and it's it's Snowman. frosty rudolph um santa claus coming to town santa claus coming to town and but they're probably all has, on one doesn't disc. have rudolph renos when you're two yes island misfit, misfit toys. toys great okay movie. <laughs> which hot take Island Misfit Toys is better than Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. When the lion has to get a root canal, that is some of the funniest thing I have ever seen. When the dentist is like, you need a root canal. It is so good. I love, oh, I love those. I, I agree, though, that those stop motion things are just like, it's such an art form that it's not really around anymore. People mm-hmm. don't really make stop motion films, but it, those are, those are like 70 years old, 60 years old, and they just look so good. Yeah, they're great. I love them. So I just think, you know, he he's a jolly Kris Kringle, and he was, you know, a, a great person. I think he was an orphan. I can't remember. But I think he was, yeah. yeah. He was an orphan, and he just wanted to, like, make his town a better place. Yeah. And it's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> My number one, I don't know if it's the same Santa, but it is... No, it's not. Sorry. Um, my number one is Santa from Frosty the Snowman. He literally brings Frosty back to life after he dies. <laughs> and that is, like, the coolest thing. That That's he, it? He does, yeah. That's what your number one Santa. Yeah, that is my number one Santa, because it's so cool. And he's such a good person. Okay. Do, I don't know what you expected. I'm sh- I, I have... I, I'm pretty sure I know what your number one is. But... Yeah, duh, my number one is Scott Calvin from the Santa Claus. If, like I said, when I think of Santa, that's who I think of. And um, I just think, like, you like you know, I think kind of repeating a little bit what you said, but it's like an every person Santa. He's not a perfect, you know, jovial you know, old man. He, like, has flaws. He has a family. He has, like, mm-hmm. all these things he's had to give up. And um, it's great to, like, see him, you know, the spirit of him and embody yeah. Santa Claus and be a better person. Like, being Santa Claus is about being a better person. Yeah. Being a giving person. Mm-hmm. So, which I didn't talk about this earlier, but I think, like, my favorite, obviously, it's, like, the climax when he, like, tells, when he, t- when Scott tells Charlie that he needs him to stay with his mom because he can't be selfish and he can't have him all to himself because mm-hmm. we are a family, all four of us. Yeah. I think that is such a powerful, you know, part of the movie and then like that shows like you know he is going to embrace like stop you know stop being so bitter towards his ex-wife and her husband like he their family they need to do this together yeah and so i think again that i guess i was my number one and then the second movie they're all one big family like and he loves and Mm -hmm. you know scott and neil are friends so it's great i think it's a show's just like yeah you know overcoming your differences and Mm -hmm. the, the thing the grudges you hold to be a better person better dad to your child you know i'm thinking about this now is they kind of what what they kind of do with 
his character is they take that you know cliche holiday spirit thing and they turn it into like just a year long encapsulation like being a good person is holiday spirit yeah in in a sense and not, that just clicked in my head for some reason but That's i also it, folks seeing believing seeing isn't believing believing is seeing and then being a good person is the holiday spirit yes that's what we those are the two the pieces of wisdom we we give to you i also this is like the first time this has ever happened um anna told me if i remember my big question that i could ask it later i actually remembered <laughs> okay. what it was but i don't know if this is the better time to do it or one of our future movies so i'm going to hang on to it and write it down because it is <laughs> It is like my suspenseful. It is my number one question with all Christmas movies, and Mm, I don't know what episode we're gonna talk after we finish recording what episode. But it's a great question. Okay, suspense, everyone. You're definitely keeping everyone on the edge of their seat for this question. We will definitely find out what this question is at a later date in Jingle Season. Woohoo! So as you know. This is the December 3rd episode of the Santa Claus in which we are kicking off um, jingle season. The week after that, on December 10th, we will be doing Home Alone, a 90s classic John Hughes Christmas movie that most people love. I feel mad about it. You'll hear my <laughs> thoughts more. Um, the next week is December 17th, and we will be doing a Grinch Megasode. This will include the original animated version of How the Grinch Stole Christmas, the Jim Carrey live-action version, and then Grinch. It's just called Grinch, right? Uh, I don't know what it's called, but it's the Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. Grinch from two years ago. Yeah, so I think it's just called Grinch. So we'll be doing all three of those. We've never done three movies in one episode, but also the first Grinch is it's, only like 20 minutes. The first Grinch is, was a TV special. Yeah. It's technically not a movie. Yes, but it, you know, it goes... Maybe, maybe we'll read the book, too, and throw the book into it. I mean, yeah, we've got to do some re- homework Though in there. The, the, I'm pretty sure the TV movie is, like, word for word. Oh, no, book. it is. It is word for word. Yeah. So there's that. Then our Christmas Eve episode on December 24th will be two movies that historically people watch on Christmas Eve, and each one of them was something that John and I grew up with. So I've always grown up watching It's a Wonderful Life on Christmas Eve on cable and then one year we missed it and we didn't record it so we went out and bought it from (laughs) cvs they had it at cvs for like three or we bought it like a couple days later we didn't buy it on christmas eve but we were at a store and we saw it was on sale for like 4.99 i was like mom we should just buy it yeah then we don't have to worry about being you know recording it or like watching on time so it's wonderful life and then also the christmas movie that john watched more which is a christmas story yep Though, honestly, I think we watched it more on Christmas Day, but oh. the point still remains. But it's still, but I think on two different networks, they show It's a Wonderful Life, and then they show A Christmas Story on a different network. So, I'm, I could be wrong, and I haven't had cable for a few years, so I, I can't channel surf, which is a little difficult, but I'm pretty sure A Christmas Story was shown on networks on Christmas Day. Oh. I, I could be wrong on that front, but I know It's a Wonderful Life is a Christmas Eve movie, because I don't know if they play that anywhere on Christmas Day. Yeah. Well, we'll have to figure that out, and we'll talk about that yeah. on our episode. So that'll be our, you know, our double movie episode. And then on December 31st is still jingle season, although these are not Christmas movies. We'll be talking about two movies that are coming out on Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Soul from Disney+, Plus, Pixar movie, and then Wonder Woman 1984, which we've been waiting for forever. Yeah. It originally was supposed to come out... In, like, May. Yeah, it was supposed to come out in around the same time as Black Widow, yeah. I believe. Ugh. So, super excited to be talking about two highly movies. anticipated movies that we've talked about a lot on this yeah. podcast. So, I'm excited to watch another new movie, because I think the last time... And, okay, yes, I have watched The Happiest Season, and we've watched these movies that have released, you know, direct to streaming. Yeah. But we haven't watched big the same budget. magnitude yeah. as, like, when we watched Tenet. Yeah, correct. And... We, we haven't watched these big budget, like, these are these movies were intended to be blockbusters that are releasing direct to streaming. So yes. that is, the, the this is going to sound weird, I don't want to over-exaggerate, the significance of both of these movies releasing like this cannot be overstated. Oh my gosh, especially, well, Wonder Woman 1984, I don't think they wanted to do that. They wanted to show this in theaters. And they saw what happened with Tenet, and so... Yeah. And this movie was going to be bigger than Tenet. This, this movie, movie is... 
This Whoa. movie's the ju- I mean, it's Justice League. They want this to be a big. I don't know if this movie was going to make more than Tenet if Tenet came out normally. I, guess. I think I think though that these both were movies that Warner Brothers was pencil were penciling in. Tenet definitely for a billion dollars, but Wonder Woman probably would have come close. The first one made about eight hundred and sixty million. Mm-hmm. So, like, both of these movies in Soul and Wonder Woman were going to easily clear seven hundred million dollars minimum. So this release to streaming is like historic yeah. for movie studios yeah, so, so hopefully we'll have more information by the time we we record our episode about like yeah how, what they've been you know how they've been doing and, and everything but i'm really excited to talk about them because yeah i've been waiting for especially wonder woman 1984 yeah we just rewatched. oh that's something we watched we watched wonder woman this weekend and it made me excited for the sequel but also reminded me of some of the things i really don't like about the first one even though i think it's the best in my opinion, it's one of the best DC I, I movies. I think it's the best DC movie they've yeah. put out. In their DC universe. In their sure. DC universe. But I think I think that there's a couple others that, you know, are in the conversation for. But it's definitely the franchise that is like the safest for them right now. It's the most successful one, yeah, I think. Yes. Yeah. I mean the only movie they've put out I think that's made more money is because Suicide Squad made less. Like short Suicide Squad made eight hundred million dollars, but I think it made a little less than this. But Joker. Joker's the only DC movie that's made more than this. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting and it'll be for those of you who watch on Christmas or right around Christmas, it'll be a nice little Christmas gift from the movie studios as long as you pay the money to get their streaming services. Because if not, then it's just a lump of coal. <laughs> Ooh. Well, they can't watch it. So it's yeah, just like, yeah. that was a good little, little thing you put in there. Festive, little reference. festive puns. Festive. I guess that's not a pun. That's a reference but whatever whatever we don't have to talk about the english language language terms um but thank you for listening we're super excited to be in the christmas season and the christmas movie watching season mm-hmm. you have for me you had to get past thanksgiving so now it's gonna be christmas all the time during jingle season and just like we did with spooky season we're gonna post our schedule on social media yep. so you all can plan out your movie watching accordingly <laughs> um make sure to Give it a share. Give it a like. It always helps us to try and grow our audience. Yes. Especially um, during spooky season, we had a lot more engagement than normal. So we're hoping the same happens with Christmas because we're very excited for this. Yes, and if you're in the Christmas mood and giving... Sorry, if you're in the Christmas... If you're in the giving mood and feeling the Christmas spirit, you'll you'll, you'll give us your support because we definitely love it. Yeah. So thank you, everybody, for listening to our first episode of Jingle Season. And we will talk to you next week when we do Home Alone. All right. We'll see you next week on Popcorn Hangover. Bye. Bye. Scott, time is up. Get over here and check your pulse. All right. Okay. Hmm? Huh. Well, nuts. Oh, no, uh, your pulse is great. Well, I don't know, Scott. You're, You're as healthy as a horse. Yeah. Clydesdale. Okay, look, so what? You put on a little weight. A little weight? Does this look like a little weight to you? Weight can fluctuate from year to year. Fluctuate? You make it sound like I'm retaining water. I've gained 45 pounds in a week. Pete, what's happening to me? What's your diet like? Milk and cookies. Really? But I don't finish all the milk. Well, then there is your problem. Just try to cut back on the sweets, okay? (laughs) Anything else? Yeah. How fast does hair grow? Facial hair. What? I shave in the morning, in the afternoon, I look like this. Well, it could be a hormonal imbalance. That would explain the mood swings. Mood swings? Yeah, but look at my hair, it's turning gray. Oh, it's middle age, buddy, it happens. And with that body, you should be thankful you have hair. <laughs> look, if, if it bothers you, you can diet, and you should diet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just kidding. Okay, uh, up with the shirt. Let's take a listen to the old ticker. Whoa. <laughs> okay. Oh, it's cool.